And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we have a mini-sode where we address the question, are you overqualifying yourself on your resume? So I'm going to look at some of the mistakes that people are making on the resume when it comes to overqualifying themselves. I know it's a concern a lot of job seekers have as they gain more experience and as they get more rejections. I know how painful that can be. We're also going to talk about what overqualifying is. I think it's important to have an understanding of why someone might be perceiving you as overqualified because if we don't understand this, this is really not going to help us. We're just going to be like, oh, I'm overqualifying myself. No, that's not the point is to get you to be fearful. The point is to get you educated and understanding of how this works. Okay, going to keep this short, sweet to the point. What is overqualifying? Overqualifying is a subjective thing that is relative to who's looking at the resume. So have you ever heard the expression, beauty is in the eye of the beholder? Well, I'll say the same thing and tell you that overqualifying is also in the eye of the beholder. So above all else, I would tell you, look at the hiring needs of the company that you're applying for. Put yourself in the actual perspective of the people that are making the decisions. What type of person is this recruiter looking for? Yes, I'm all a fan of being your authentic self. I think that's really important. Don't hide things on a resume intentionally. Don't be someone you're not. Don't be a complete chameleon when it comes to your resume. But I'm going to be honest, your resume is your marketing piece. And this is something that a lot of people forget when they're sending out the resume. They think that it has to be this completely accurate, boring, um, all-encompassing document that is just completely, um, let's just say, cut and dry. It's marketing. You need to make sure you're standing out. And you also need to make sure that there aren't mistakes and little dumb things that may make people throw your resume in the trash or not really trash anymore, just not even open up your resume in the first place because there are applicant tracking systems. So the idea is to get noticed, but don't give people a reason to throw your resume out. In our episode with Art Markman, we talked about the mindset and perspective of recruiters when they're in the filtering stages. Yes, recruiters have two different hats when they are hiring. The first hat is to filter out the people who are not going to make the cut. And the second hat is to give a reason to bring somebody to the interview stage and eventually get them hired. So it's important to make a distinction between these two hats because a lot of people don't realize that recruiters are half the time just looking for any reason to throw your resume out, whether that be a spelling mistake or that you're overqualified. I don't know. But this is something that is a concern. And to be honest, it is a truth out there that recruiters are afraid to hire people because they think that their salary expectations may be too high. They think you might leave, whatever the reason. The principle of overqualifying yourself does exist. People do it all the time. But first and foremost, my biggest tip would be for you to look very closely at what the company needs are before you start sending out that resume. So heck, you may want to have one resume that showcases every single one of your experiences, and you may want to have another resume that's more stripped down that you won't run the risk of overqualifying yourself. All right, things that people may do to overqualify themselves. So I'm going to list a few things right here. 
if any of these resonate with you, then I think that there is work to be done. There is an opportunity to be made. But please, please take all of this advice um, specific to your situation. Do not apply this blanket overall to your entire resume unless you look very closely at the places you're applying for. You may not actually be overqualifying yourself. It just depends on the company. I've already said this. Okay. Thing number one for what you may be doing to overqualify yourself is having way too long of a resume or too many experiences. Maybe I'll take out the way qualifier. Um, maybe I'll take that out and maybe you're you're overqualifying yourself on the subtle level by having a resume that's just a little too long. But you do need to look at the overall length of your resume. Are you a three-pager and you should be a two-pager? Are you a one-and-a-half-pager? I don't know. I need to cut down to one page. It's important to realize that sometimes when you continue to add the numbers of experiences, A, you may seem like a job hopper, but B, you may seem like somebody who just has too much experience in order to make it stick or work for the next company. So I always recommend making sure that people KISS, of course, the acronym stands for Keep It Simple, Silly or Stupid, depending on how mean you feel that day, but make sure to keep it absolutely simple when it comes to the um, the experiences you have on your resume. Like I said, too many experiences, too much experience actually may be a turnoff for some employers. Okay. The second thing you may be doing to overqualify yourself, whether or not this is a valid reason, is a position title mismatch. And this one is a little bit tricky, and I'm going to try to explain this in a way that doesn't get people freaked out. But the idea is, let's say you are a director for a marketing firm right now, and let's say it's a smaller I, smaller sized firm, and they use the term director because that's just what the company did. And let's say you're applying for marketing manager level positions, and every single position title out there that you're applying for has the word manager. The recruiter that may not understand you or your specific situation may see that director position title and say, this person's overqualified or this person was a director. Why is he applying for manager level positions? I'm just going to find the resume that has the manager level positions. So the reason that this gets people freaked out is because you can't help it. You, You really can't help it if your title is director level and you can't help it if you are applying for the same tier positions. Um, I had a few clients actually that were VPs and they were applying for director level positions. It's the same concept. I've had clients that have had the title ninja and they were applying for coordinator positions. Doesn't matter what it is, people may perceive these position title mismatches as actual mismatch for the position itself or an overqualification. So I recommend people communicate and convey. Um, in every way possible, if they are applying for a position that is a good match to whatever they're doing now, I recommend making that apparent in the resume. So you can say things like, let's say you have director in the position, you want to show that you're a manager, you could put director, and then you can put slash or in parentheses, comparable to a senior manager level position. I think that's okay. And this is why I call your resume a marketing piece and not dishonest is because you could just put forth what you want to put forth without lying or not telling the truth. So keep director in there, but in parentheses, put comparable to a senior marketing manager level position. 
Additionally, in every bullet point following, you want to showcase that the responsibilities that you outlined are the same types of responsibilities as the position that you would be applying for, so manager level position. You can do the same thing. Okay, thing number three. Thing number three you may be doing to overqualify yourself. This one's going to really piss a lot of you guys off, but I need to say it because I know there's a small percentage of you who still do this, and I'm sorry. But including your zip code or actual address on your resume contact information may overqualify yourself. And the reason why, and this really blew my mind once I saw somebody post this on LinkedIn that recruiters did this. But some recruiters or hiring decision makers will plug in your zip code or your address to see what the average income level is for that zip code and use it as leverage for a salary negotiation. Or heck, they may even throw your resume out because they see your zip code. I, I've i never met anyone who has said this out loud or talked about it, but I can definitely see this as something that's being done and as practice. I don't even recommend you include your your residential address or zip code just for safety or security reasons anyway. But regardless, if you're doing this, I would. it's a really quick and easy fix. Just remove this and include your city and state, and that's enough. Okay. Thing number four, things that you may be doing to overqualify yourself, and this is probably the biggest and most substantive tip, and that is a scope mismatch of your bullet points, aka this person is out of my league. Perhaps the impressive things that you've included on your resume are not within the same league as somebody that you're applying for. Let me unpack that a little bit. So let's say that you managed a group of 70 employees for your company. It's like a a huge company and you managed 70 employees. It's like a crap ton, right? A little bit of an exaggeration. And let's say that the company you're applying for requires that you would manage a small team of five employees. I think that there is a mismatch there. And I'm not saying that... Just because you managed a, a team of 50 to 70 employees means that you can't manage a team of five to seven. In fact, it's it's quite the opposite. I'm sure it's a much harder to manage a, a larger workforce. But sometimes when, like I said, when recruiters are trying to find reasons to throw out the resume, they may see that and be like, this person is operating with the big leagues and this person would expect a salary that's way too high that we we just can't keep up with them. So it, it is very impressive that you managed a workforce this high, but ironically, it may make you seem like a mismatch for the places that you're applying for. So in this case, I might omit the number since in this case, it may not help you. Um, I may say a group of employees and keep it vague, or I may take that bullet point and not highlight it. I might take that bullet point and put it towards the middle of the pack and not the very top, for instance. You need to think of any possible thing in your resume that may show a scope mismatch or a numbers mismatch. Let's say, for instance, you managed a marketing budget of $50 million and the companies that you're applying for require that the budget eh, probably is going to be around the $20 million range or, I don't know, the $1 million range. So these are the types of things that you need to be looking for within your resume to show that you are a match for the company. Naturally, the next question for you might be, well, what do I include instead? Um, Like I said, omitting can go a long way. And another thing that I might suggest is just to find any sort of commonality between your past experiences and the companies that you would be applying for. 
So numbers are good. It's always good to show context. It's always good to show accomplishments. But maybe you just need to kiss and keep it simple, stupid in your resume. And this could actually go a long way, ironically, right? Okay, we are talking about overqualifying. And I cannot talk about overqualifying without saying the word age discrimination. Yes, it is a dirty word and it is a truth out there that people are discriminating based on the basis of age. It is not legal. It is a sad thing. And it's something that people do whether or not it's conscious. So I have to talk to some of the older job seekers here because it is a struggle that a lot of them go through. Gears of experience overall. So let's say you've had a 20, 30 year career that may overqualify yourself in it itself. And that's the sad part. Um, I... It's not an easy answer to tell you what to do when it comes to trying to strip down how much experience you have overall, because on one end, it feels kind of messed up just to tell you, yeah, you need to make your resume seem like a young person. Like, I just I think that's not really authentic. Um, But at the same time, practically, I know that there really are recruiters and decision makers out there who are weeding out because you just may seem too old for them, sadly enough. So. Um, I'll qualify, kind of go in between and just tell you that you need to make the decision yourself with what route you want to play. If you want to hide your age, so to speak, that's fine. I'll tell you, all you got to do is make sure that you, yes, cut down your older experiences, remove your graduation date. Totally fine. It's a thing. People are doing it more and more. And don't highlight how much experience you have. For instance, one thing I used to put in clients' resumes was, Um, has 25 years of experience doing blah, blah, blah. Um, Now I tend to cut out that whole 25 number because I know that sometimes people do discriminate and say this person is probably overqualified for that reason. So just be wary and I'll give you an episode recommendation on age discrimination, but know that sometimes these things go hand in hand. And if you want to cut that down, just know that it is possible and this may help you get hired. Not saying it's right that you're getting hired for these companies. Maybe these companies suck and age discriminate when you're on your first day on the job, and that would suck too. But know that this is a consideration. Okay, closing words of advice. Do a job posting audit. Look very closely at the places that you're applying for, and then tailor your resumes based on the companies you are applying for because your resume is a marketing piece Look at the resume yourself. Look at the place where you're applying for. Do you think it's a match? It's as simple as that. Do have two podcast episode recommendations of the Career Warrior podcast if any of this stuff interests you. Our age discrimination podcast is episode 11. And our ninth episode is another mini-sode that says, that answers how long should your resume be. We talk about, should it be a one-pager? Should it be a two-pager? Well, it depends, and you'll find out how. So, ladies and gentlemen, this wraps up the Career Warrior podcast. So glad to have all of you listening. Make sure to connect with me on LinkedIn, and would love to hear from you. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes, and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. 
The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.